Before we begin this episode, some of the comments that we're going to be unpacking use coarse language. So, listener discretion is advised. How are you doing today, Tabby? I'm doing not. Public yeah. holiday. Life's Damn. good. Damn, you're Can't right. complain. Back from holiday. It was quite nice. Spent time with the family. How are you doing? How's your weekend? I'm good, man. My weekend's been great. Yeah, long weekends are great. Um, I had the joy of writing this episode as well. Um, I know you saw it probably a few days ago as well. Yeah. This has been hilarious. Yeah, it's been one of our, compared to some of the other content that we talk about, one of our more relaxing, funny episodes to... I think we both talked to people and they were like, oh, I forgot that happened. It's like, yeah, New Zealand went wild for 24 months. 24 months? Yeah, 2011, 2013. True. It yeah. was such a long time. It was a very long time. But we just kind of forgot. <laughs> well, first article we're going to look at is from the 20th of March, 2012, uh, New Zealand Herald. The tagline is, Prime Minister John Key says he'll turn to Vegemite if his supplies of Marmite run out. Are you worried about the Marmite shortage? And the headline of the article is, Marmageddon. There's always Vegemite, says PM. Jonky was roasted in the comments, first of all. Let me just put that out there. People were not happy with him saying Vegemite. Yeah, there's a real cult following amongst people who eat Marmite that know Marmite is great, Vegemite is trash, and vice versa. Vegemite is great, Marmite is trash. I can't think of another food where people are like, it's either this or this. Yeah. Like, it's... It's weird. It's quite black and white, apparently, with which one you like, and you can't use one as an alternative. Yeah. Crazy concept. It's, How it's, could you? It's a Kiwi Australia thing, right? Yeah. Because Vegemite is produced in Australia. Yeah. Marmite is produced here. And to me, they taste the same. Same. I don't see a difference at all. To other people. This might be it for us. That might we could just get cancelled. Hey, is, it's been nice, bro. It's been nice recording, man. I can't believe that we're going to be cancelled off of. I can't taste <laughs> the difference between Vegemite and Marmite. Given what we said before, this is going to be it. Given all the hot takes that I've given <laughs> off here, this is going to be. Bro, we it. don't want to get into food hot takes. We less, less not. Let's not. Let's instead get into this article. Yeah. Um. So Prime Minister just said, yeah, like I'm gonna turn to Vegemite if Marmite runs out. What's the big difference? Uh. First, a comment we're going to look at is from Lonnie. Lonnie says. Slow news day. Uh, what is, so, what, was it? I mean, if you have any understanding of how the world works, there's always crises going on, always wars, always something important going on. Yeah. But apparently today was just like a, nah, let's just take it chill. Today was a slow news day. There's never was a it? slow news day. Was it? What happened in March 2012? March 2012 was actually probably one of the biggest turning points. Uh, oh. Yeah, so... Pretty quick news day. Pretty pretty quick news month. Yeah, it's kind of weird to think slow news day. So does that mean there are fast news days? Yeah, well, could like, you imagine? Like, what does what a fast news day look like? Somebody died today. Uh, the church is on fire. Uh, <laughs> she's like, everything's going at once. Because you got to go, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all this news is coming at once. We've been saving it for you for Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is it. Um, no, so there were actually two big changes in, in March 2012. First of all, the 131-year-old cathedral was going to be demolished. Um post Christchurch earthquakes yeah and i remember that was a very very big talking point yeah man that was a large part of Christchurch and what it was and now that it had to be destroyed there were a lot of i don't want to say angry people people understood but there were a lot of sad people there would have been which makes sense because for a lot of people the church is the core and center of who they are and the church itself the cathedral is a physical embodiment of that. Yeah, yeah, heart of heart of the city almost, right? Hundred percent. So the second part of March twenty twelve was the, and I know 
that you know this, uh, the top of the T turns before me, the new road. That's crazy. Would you have known? How did the, how did, how did that impact your driving? Was it annoying? I don't drive. Yeah. Do you, when you, do you have a Uber everywhere? Oh, you can't. Yeah. Don't. Hey. Not even, not hey. even like zooming. Hey. Or Ola, do you not care about hey. drivers? That's crazy, bro. Are you about big multinational corporations, bro? That's crazy. So are you just rely on other people to are drive you. Trying you? To that's me that's for wild. Taking Ubers? Bro, I'll need to cancel. You're gonna cancel yourself. Let's be real. Like, let's be honest. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, if everybody needed to know in public now, I'm that dude in the friend group that doesn't drive. Not only doesn't drive, doesn't have. I'm cutting this out. Doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Cutting out doesn't have say. doesn't have a license so you're not <laughs> on learners you you're not on learners right i mean by the time this this episode comes out you might have actually oh, yeah, sat actually, you no, would have right. sat your learners yeah, so yeah. like big ups to you yeah prematurely hopefully you get through <laughs> <laughs> later in the season I, might be like yo that's crazy buddy. thanks uncle <laughs> thanks for giving me the ups on the on the learners test appreciate you uh, back to the comments as for the news day it was it was a pretty slow day, but this was definitely the biggest news of the day. And Loni could not have foreseen what this news would have possibly meant for the next twelve months. <laughs> Nobody could have possibly foreseen that this would be such an ongoing issue for a number of months, ending oh, yeah. up being twenty four months. Yeah. I almost look at this comment and wonder how many of these slow news day comments are under some of the biggest, biggest just thinking oh this will be a drop in the ocean bro when covid first oh, oh yeah. there oh, would have yeah. been when we first heard about reports of it and oh, somebody Wuhan. that oh slow oh, news crazy day. slow news day yeah <laughs> and also some of the people like why are we just preaching anti-chinese rhetoric this is terrible get this off this yeah. is just a cult it's like it's not it's not it's not it's, and i get what you're doing about the whole anti-chinese rhetoric but i need to tell you that this is important it's almost like just don't, with issues, not knowing how they're going to develop. Nothing's a slow news day. No. Like, nothing's a slow news day. It's, it's almost just like a, an at-at journalist just to be like, shut up. <laughs> Next comment is from Doug. Doug says, if this is news, I'd like to make some more. Why don't they use smaller notes when giving out prize money? What? Six $50 bills for coming second in the Waikato Champs is a bit silly when not many places at Speedway or anywhere that sells things for under $5 take $50 notes. I wouldn't have mind a 220s and a 10 in there too. Um, so they I think can, Doug's almost on the wrong post, eh? Sometimes you got multiple tabs open. Yeah, like, you just get it mixed up. So... Doug wants to receive prize money in two twenty dollars notes and a ten for fifty dollars, as opposed to fifty dollars note. Yes, yeah, so I think he's just wanting his prize money in smaller notes. Smaller notes, yeah. I mean, I I get the I, point. I, I get the point. No, no, no. And, and honestly, I get it, Doug, because what he's saying is, I won some money here, and just slight slight flex. I mean, hey, congrats. Yeah, well done to you for the speedway. Yeah, I don't know. Um. But I can't spend any of it here because nobody takes $50. And I'm like, yeah, okay, this is definitely a flick. <laughs> but also... I'm just like, what? Why? Why are you why this? Does this... D- Could you imagine winning some prize money and being like, yo, can y'all give it to me in smaller notes? That's crazy. That's like, weird. Hey, thanks for the money, but yeah, like... I don't, I don't really need all these fitties. I mean, that's like, you can't... I mean, you've been you've been trying to get onto the bus, and you only have like a twenty, and you know oh, the yeah. driver gonna look at you like, oh, yeah. "Are real? you funny for real?" Homie? Are you, and Are they you pull. Nice? But what's wild is that bus drivers will then pull into their yeah, pocket yeah. and pull out like a wad of fives or tens. Yeah, and like, like, okay. I was I always wondered like, and it's in a clip as well. They're like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> oh, so you had the change the whole time. So yeah. You just made me feel bad. But also, are they doing that as a security like measure to like not have the? I mean, oh, it makes sure. sense, right? Because oh, someone yeah. could easily walk up, snag the the tens, fifties, twenties. So, but it's just always been kind of sly. Like, hey, I homie, hold up. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's ten. That's twenty. Hey, why are you looking? Okay. All right. So your change is ninety six seven. <laughs> And you only be on the bus. You're only going to ride one zone one as zone. well. Yeah, you're gonna be, and can y'all let me know when to get off? Yeah. I don't know what to do. Yeah, but I don't yeah. know what to do here at all. I'm just a big baller <laughs> out here. One at Speedway. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, but let's... I want to unpack Doug's comment a little bit more because... Yeah, okay. We saw loanies of the slow news day or whatever. But now here's Doug being like, I'm acting like there's not even a problem here. And I'm going to out and out talk about what I want to talk about, which also I've never seen Doug in, in the comments. <laughs> like, normally people will have a complaint like, this doesn't matter, let me go into my thing, but this is just like a, I'm just going to talk about this. I'm just I gonna... want to get something off my chest. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, bro, I guess. But um, there's no empathy here. That's true. There's no empathy here at all for anybody who might be missing out on Marmite or a lot of people being like, drunk, he sucks. Yeah. Um, th- he's just like, I don't even care about this, but I still want to put my two cents in mm. about the money that I wanted the Speedway yesterday. I, f- I want to feel as though my opinion was shared. Yeah. Regardless of the fact that these points aren't related. At exactly. All. And people do this on the internet a lot, a lot, a lot, but in different ways. Mm-hmm. So they do not give any empathy to the current situation. And even though they may comment on it a little bit, what they're trying to do is they're trying to force a point that they care about yeah right but doug has done it at totally the wrong time in totally the wrong fashion (laughs) about something that nobody actually knows about yeah next comment is from nell nell says absolutely tragic that marmot supplies have dwindled to the extent that they have a kiwi icon why wasn't it better planned says a lot of sanitarium's foresight and planning they would have known from the outset of the earthquake that this would happen so why weren't other strategies employed did they really think that they were invincible? Um, well, f- first of all, let's also, I want to just go out and say that Nell commented two comments under Doug. So Doug was like, this doesn't even, this isn't even news. And Nell is distraught. <laughs> Nell said, absolutely tragic. That people really be going through something. Bro, They're people, were, experiences, people bro. were going through it. Yeah. There's no Marmite. That is tragic. Damn. But she also was like, says a lot of sanitarians foresight. I mean, look, not many people expected Christchurch to have an earthquake. I mean, since the dawn of time, it's been like, y'all, Wellington, Welly, y'all yeah, next. Wellington. Like, y'all better. I see. The fault line on the motorway? Yeah. I don't know about that one. I don't know be. pulling up to Wellington like, mm, mm. Right, y'all babe. gonna make me act up. <laughs> Y'all gonna make me do it. Like, I'm too rum and coke, Steve. <laughs> like, I'm feeling myself. You make me act up. Um, but Christchurch is... No one, ex- no one expected Expected it. it. Of course, now we're all like, Christchurch is definitely an earthquake-prone city. Yeah. Um, however, because of all the destruction and sadly the fatalities of the city, we can all, we can all tell that nobody had the foresight that that earthquake was going to hit um, at such a strength. Also, since the dawn of time now, nobody has been able to predict earthquakes yeah no that's not even a th- i remember okay. around the christchurch earthquake occurring there became all these conspiracy yeah. theorists so like yeah i saw this coming if you at, look at the moon at 4 8 p.m the, yeah tomorrow there will be an earthquake it's like pack up your things and it's like there are minor earthquakes 
all the time. Yeah. If you go onto, I think, the... Is it Geonet? Yeah, Geonet. If you go to the Geonet website, you'll see there are literally minor earthquakes happening every minute, every hour around the country. Every single one. No yeah. one could have predicted an earthquake of this magnitude. Yeah, your cousin on WhatsApp can't predict it. Okay. <laughs> are you sure? I'm, I'm positive. I've been sent so many messages of like, <laughs> tonight. <laughs> 8 p.m. Oh, so you're their cousin. <laughs> 9.8 magnitude earthquake to strike dead center. No, it, it, it can't happen. But um, to talk about maybe sanitariums, foresight, and planning as opposed to they, them planning an earthquake, um, having a factory in Christchurch makes a lot of sense in New yeah. Zealand. Uh, Canterbury being large, the, the region that Christchurch is in, um, and according to the Christchurch City Council, in 2010, manufacturing had actually employed the largest number of people, right? Now, there's a lot of factories in Christchurch, and... Shout out the Christchurch City Council. Do you know that they make a fact sheet about Christchurch every two years? Oh, that's nice. Because we've been looking for information about cities and knowing that they're like, hey, here you go. Every two years. Here's a 79-page document on everything about our city. Nice graphs, too. Graphs, numbers. It's beautiful. If anybody's looking to do any research on Christchurch, I would definitely get in touch with the Christchurch City Council because they have so many fact sheets dating back to like the 80s unbelievable that's crazy unbelievable of course some were done in like the 2000s like oh here's what we knew about the 80s yeah but like damn it's it's beautiful um but one thing that they do go into it in the christchurch fact sheet is the fact that christchurch is a really easy way to get like it's a really easy place to get into business right so you have a lot of different suburbs around it um that have open land and you know easy access to the city but Easy access to the city also means easy access to the seaport in Littleton mm. and the airport in Christchurch. That's true. Right? And a lot of imports and exports, most of which go to all around the South Island, go through that seaport mm. and airport. So an obvious place to set up business, especially if you're manufacturing, right? You can get raw materials in very easy, very cheap, and you can also export things very cheap. Um, but why was there a factory in Christchurch? So around about the 1900s, so like 1910, uh, Christchurch actually dominated the rubber industry. Uh, but as time went on and rubber and plastics were being used for electrical goods, and electrical goods were definitely more important coming into the 30s and 40s, oh, yeah. those rubber factories moved out of Christchurch or went defunct or um, you know, sort of moved operations. And those factories were just left there and people came in and use those factories for mostly electronics these were kind of like if not empty cheaper spaces to rent for businesses to set up absolutely yeah and so that is one of the reasons that sanitarium set a factory up there now sanitarium has been there for a long long time um and we go get to sanitarium we're gonna get to sanitarium don't you worry but yeah just because it's earthquake prone doesn't mean that you wouldn't do business there yeah you know um it's it's obviously going to be a place that okay I'm going to bite the bullet. If this is earthquake prone, I'm going to build a factory here, and we're just going to try to take care of the factory. I mean, look, Wellington, the Wellington Airport is built on reclaimed land. Damn, you're just going to drop that bit of knowledge. There. Like, it's built on reclaimed land. Like, we can't, like, it's not the greatest place to do, to do business yet. No, no, absolutely not. A strap in, Tabby. This one's long. Uh, Mapusaga, and I hope I pronounced that correctly, yeah. says... Journalist, you got a story for tonight. See what you conjure from the status thread. Said my bit. Peace out. Look between the lines or reach into the psyche of the subconscious. Then you see what the little boy saw of the king's coronation and his new robe. Dot, dot, dot. 
I'm the little boy. All right, slow down, slow down, slow down. Okay. You sit a lot there. Yo. So did I hear bars, Psyche of the Subconscious? Psyche of the Subconscious. Might be like the name of my like first mixtape. I don't know. Yo. And then King's Coronation? Yeah, King's Coronation is New Robe. So just see what the little boy saw, the King's Coronation and his New Robe. And I then I'm I, the little boy. I couldn't find anything. I searched for hours. So, there's obviously some deep, deeper meaning thought that's gone into this just based on the random concepts that are being chucked into the sentences. Yeah, there's definitely some thought here. But um, we, I just... Don't worry, I got you. Because uh, at the start of his comment, he says, you got a story for tonight, see what you can conjure from this status thread. So, I looked through all the comments. This This person commented 11 times. So they're okay. living little breadcrumbs of us to like living pick up. Little breadcrumbs. So what I did is I went through all well the rest of the ten comments and I got this little bit for you. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna read this one. Also, this is written entirely in text language. Bro, I'm praying for you. When you when you hear me say two, realize that it's, it's written in as a number, number two. Okay. <clears throat> Great publicity, a sales tactic that's going to work. Gosh, relocate, restart, remake. Frankly, I'm a black slut. I will switch to Vegemite. They both nice to me. What? Let's stop right there. Um, <laughs> I was like, you can't keep going. Like, yeah. we, we need to dissect this sentence. Like, so, really? I'm a black slut. I would switch to... You know what this is got me thinking about? What? Can you imagine? Because John Key said the exact same thing. True. But can you imagine, can you imagine if, if John, John Key was like, like oh, you know what I mean? I'm a slut for my bro. I'm a Love Give me that good it. stuff, man. Vegemite, my Vegemite, y'all. see the difference to me. Yo, y'all can get it too. <laughs> <laughs> like what? That's. I don't know if you should yeah, say I don't that. know. How hard is it to say that I like, like both? both. <laughs> you don't have to say you're a, a slut for it. That's a bit too far. That's. Uh, yeah. That... Yeah. So I'll keep going. Um, if it's New Zealand versus Oz, I'm defecting till they sort their shit out. And how about this any made in China Marmite? See the far see farms see farms, there's an initiative for you. So So we go have to unpack okay, we'll, each. We'll, we'll unpack. So he's he's scared of uh <laughs> Fuck me. So because Marmite's made in New Zealand, Vegemite's made in Australia, talking about the if I need to, I'm gonna defect to Australia and have the Vegemite that's there. Correct. Which is what makes sense. So that's like a tech of understandable comment, we get what you're saying. Yeah, and then he's he goes on to say the made in China Marmite, there's an initiative for you there, farmers. You don't wanna outsource it to China? I think that's what they're yeah. getting at. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep reading this. Don't worry, we're we're not even halfway. <laughs> Speak on again. Why the fuck people are acting like this isn't a thing because it doesn't directly affect them? This is fucked up because the real issue this the real issue is this. Sacrifice the average for the privileged, never mind the inadequate, expendable, suffocation suffices, matrix, order, invisible, indirect, deployment, increase housing, push them out. Bars. Bro, are you good? Or breathe, breathe, homie, breathe. Bro, <laughs> inadequate, expendable, suffocation, suffices, matrix, order, invisible, indirect deployment, increase housing, push them out. And then he says, to the outskirts, to glean on the leftovers. 
So, do you know when you just say them big words? Say, and you're just trying to impress, like, yeah. some shorty, yeah. like... Shorty, ask you what you do. Oh, oh, what I yo, do is I, I work for the independent Expendables <laughs> suffocation. They... Come on. <laughs> so, what do you what do you think they're trying to get at here? I think from this point on, they're like, okay, the real issue is the fact that, and, and they go to sacrifice the average for blah, 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 blah. I think that they're playing onto the gentrification idea here, right? Oh, right. okay. So pushing, so housing pushing them out to the outskirts to glean over the leftovers where the resources are. That the makes whole sense. inadequate expendables suffocation suffices matrix I don't understand. Yeah, the whole like expense. And I suffers. googled each one of those words. <laughs> Even though you know the meaning, you're like, okay, there must yeah, be there some. Must be that I'm some missing out yeah. on here. I wasn't missing out on anything. Yeah, I don't know what this person is attempting to, but we'll take the gentrification part out. Yeah, cool. Last bit of the comments is hide behind black curtaining of the Marmite diversion. Redirect attention. Time is telling on you, John Key, because New Zealand looking at a dawn raid of a different kind, the invitation for a yellow-colored nation and a white-collar criminal exception bowing down to the harlot with the green paper swagger slurring rodeoing in smoke. Okay, well, first of all, we gotta hit the racism button. Uh, the yellow colored nation. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that at yeah. all. Um, hiding behind the black curtaining of the Marmite diversion redirected tension is bars. That's that's nice. That's bars. Hiding behind the black curtain. So is, using this whole thing as a veil for something more sinister that might be occurring in the background behind the curtain. Yeah, I like that. I like that's, that. That's a genius type lyric. I got to go on my phone and be like, oh, that's what they meant? Oh, that's crazy. Damn, that's wild. And then kind of going for the, we're inviting... So they reference the Dawn Raid and a yellow-colored nation at the same time. So yeah. I'm thinking what they're meaning is the repurposing of Maori land being bought by Chinese yeah. or Asian. Other Asian families that we like to talk about a lot in the media. Yeah, for some reason. Um, and then the white-colored criminal exception. So New Zealand becoming a nation that is only there if you have money or if yeah. you are... So you can get away with things if you are able to have the connections, the money, the influence. Yeah, or bowing down to the harlot with the green paper swagger. Which, can I just say it once again? Bars! Poetic! Bro, that's beautiful! That's actually so poetic. The imagery that that gives yeah. you is, is, is fantastic. Okay, Mabusaga hit a lot of great points here. To some... To, th- to there some, are a few kind of key ones. To, though, some, to, to yeah. some of there, it's, it, is this a sales tactic? And that's not a far-fetched idea at all. Yeah. That this could be a marketing ploy or sales hmm. tactic for sanitarium, essentially. 100%. I mean, we've seen businesses before be like, this is limited edition. Oh, it's yeah. going to run out soon, so you got to buy it now. And it's still here. 100%. And uh, it works. Is outsourcing Marmite something that's been done already? No. No. Not at all. Um, do we have a risk for it in the future? Perhaps. Anything is possible. 100%. Uh, the, the part about gentrification, which I think he's linking into the whole immigrants coming here and buying land and us not being a, mm. a, a, a nation which prides itself on anything else but money. But I mean, it's not like, okay. Like, I get it. It's an idea, and you can believe that. Um, I'm just not sure how it relates to to this it doesn't relate to this also we're sitting here now in 2020 yeah this comment was made in 2012 and we still don't know what he's talking about <laughs> so the foresight here is off hey 
Maybe we're going to come back. Maybe season eight or something, we're going to be like, hey, oh, we damn. apologize, yeah, damn. We, you were so, your vision was crazy. Could you imagine if we had to actually like apologize? Like, <laughs> you, know, you actually saw yeah, this. That, that, was, that was poetic. Like Next comment is from Dwayne. Dwayne says, vitamin B is what fucked up Jonah Lamu, so nah, not worried about it. Okay. So this was, remind me, this was back in 2012. 2012? Yeah. Jonah Lamu was still alive at the time. So That's tough. This comment didn't age well at all, nope. first of all. Um, but in paying respects to John Alamo, rest in peace, you know, a fantastic uh, rugby player, but yeah. also just a fantastic human being for New Zealand itself. Ambassador for New yeah. Zealand and rugby, yeah. Put us on the map for sure. Do you know how long it took me to look up John Alamo's diet? Because I imagine it would have been this random thing that, like, Jonah was asked in an interview in, like, 19... 19- and so, and yeah. at some like at high school, oh, what are like, you eating to get so big? That type of thing. Like, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Like, people are like, oh, and also, John Alamo played in the era where, like, you know, there were no sports scientists. There was no nobody was, team chef. There was That's, no there was nobody giving you a diet. Yeah. It was kind of like eat a lot, but not too much. Yeah. Of what out. we determined healthy: less sugar, yeah. protein, protein, meat, meat, meat. Yeah. So there was no real like data on what John Alamu ate yeah. like I can search up a footballer now and be like like Diego Forlan a fantastic Uruguayan footballer yeah. has a book about his diet yeah. and how he had six meals a day and what they consumed and I literally saw a post yesterday of Cristiano Ronaldo's diet and I mean Tom Brady literally has the TB12 diet players yeah. it's now commercialized this yeah. is what I eat to be great if you eat this you'll be great I don't no, know about you'll be great but <laughs> I guess you'll be able to perform at a higher athletic ability <laughs> Uh, but John Alamo didn't have one of those diets. Nah. Okay. Uh, but I did find, once again, two articles, as you said, um, you will find it in a weird article or an interview. Yeah. Um, where they, they talked about what his mother fed him and it was just like stew and stuff and how John Alamo would just eat a lot and just, just work out. Yeah. And he was great. And at the time as well, John Alamo's, the news about him was that his kidney was in a bad state um, and it was said by the kidney health and Zealand medical director because if somebody has a problem with their kidney and their celebrity apparently they have to go to them for comment lord knows why anybody's speaking on my kidney yeah uh, but they were just saying that yeah all the protein like all the like meats and, and yeah. eggs and stuff is not good for like your kidney in the long run yeah um, they'd be put under pressure to break down proteins and flush it into chemicals so when kidneys aren't working properly in the body, it can cause you a really, really tough time in your 40s and 50s. Yeah. Which it did. what happened. It did to John Alamo. And that's that's terrible. But that's also why this comment is kind of in jest. Because John Alamo was still alive at the time. Yeah. So, didn't... Hasn't it, aged well. Didn't age well at all, Dwayne. In the context of when the comment was made. Mm. And also to tie it all back in. Marmite is heavy in the uh, vitamin B. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we should have said that before or after. <laughs> People are like, yo, why are they, yeah, why are they going to vitamin, vitamin B? B? Is this the episode? Is a yeah. beat switch? Like, Marmite is high in a lot of different things, vitamins and, and proteins yeah. and stuff. But yeah, also high in vitamin B. Next article actually comes from two days after uh, our other one. Uh, so this is the 22nd of March, 2012. This is from... Once again, the New Zealand Herald. And the tagline is, A mother whose autistic son eats Marmite daily has had an SOS call answered after shop stocks began to dry up, bringing Marmageddon to New Zealand. Headline is, Marmite's biggest fan stocks up. 
a very nice feel-good article. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And it, it's essentially just about a young a young boy who has autism. He's on the spectrum. Um, and his mother, Louise, um, just needed Marmite for her seven-year-old. And I know this kind of sounds weird, uh, but people on the with ASD or autism spectrum disorder, um, they have food sensitivities. So they get attached to flavors, smells, specific foods, yeah, textures, or things with a high concentration of taste. Um, they're not necessarily going to eat something just because of its taste. So you find that young people with ASD, usually, oh, sorry. May. Usually under the age of like 13, they may have this fixation on food based on its texture. Yeah. Um, and food disorders that come with ASD, they often are staying away from solids, right? And mm. it's, it's, it's exactly what this boy has, whose name is Daniel, um, doesn't like solid foods. And the majority of kids with ASD who have this fixation with food like soft and slippery foods. Yeah. So Marmite fits the bill. Fits the bill perfectly. And this is all this kid eats for breakfast. Yeah. Um, won't eat anything else. And so obviously the Marmageddon affected this kid a lot. And probably more so than the average person. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the first comment is from Dana. Dana says, none of this solves where I can get Marmite people. So Dana misses the point here. Mm-hmm. Right. Hey, exactly. This article was not about, look, you can go to these stores, get XYZ. This article is trying to take a nice approach, sort of turn on something which people are actually kind of worried about. Yeah. And Dana just was like, nah. Where can I get it? Where can I? Where, I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm hungry. I don't care about this kid. <laughs> where can I get and I was like, come on, Dana. Dana, please. We have like an uplifting article. Yeah. Like, it's everything. not all about you. <laughs> it really isn't. Also, in the article, um, the SOS call was answered. They, the family got three kgs of Marmite. From sanitarium? They didn't get it from sanitarium or anything like that. It was actually given to them by random members of society. Oh, that's nice. Um, that's was, nice. She was quoted in saying, I'm getting four 250 gram jars from a lady in Kohimadama. Um, a friend in Levin is sending me six jars, um, a few people in Nelson. And it's just like, oh, that's nice. Put out the SOS call online and people are like, you know what? This boy needs the mom more than me. me." That's beautiful. And that is a fantastic little community there online in 2012. And I'm not trying to ruin the moment. But people were having what, like four jars themselves? Yeah. Like I wanna yeah, exactly. like uh, Yeah, there's a like, lot of <laughs> some, some bigger there. Bro, there's some toilet paper type ish, bro. Yeah, there's there's definitely like something bigger hand there. sanitizer, like selling on tray me type yeah. thing. Can but, you imagine I don't have any of this anybody yeah, I can send you six jars. <laughs> like right now. Like, <laughs> wait, wait a second. Like, if you're gonna put off with six jars, yeah. What do you have? That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. Also, to answer Dana's question, you can get it on Trade Me now. How much? Yeah. Um, so, I know that there were a lot of like things going off about like they're going for thousands. Uh, <laughs> it was the highest one was sold for eight hundred dollars. Yeah, bro. When you said this thousands, was, this was a big jar of Marmite. Bro, I don't care how large this eight eight hundred dollars. Was it signed by? No, no. It was just in the peak of Marmageddon. Yeah, that's the highest Damn, big one I could bro. find. Yeah. Also, totally nobody ever talks about this either. There was already a market on Trade Me for vintage Marmite. 
so the different like, designs different or because designs. they did they change the flavor and yep and classic like and, and the the containers were all different and stuff and oh. some of them are like really cool designs i get oh it. that's cool if you enter that vintage feel yeah yeah, collectors collect random yeah. things yeah. so there's already like a one percent market for this yeah. like Niche really niche design market design like, oh i'm gonna pay 45 dollars for this little um yeah canister that maybe and if so look yeah more power to you right absolutely but then the market got <laughs> flooded <laughs> damn those collectors be mad like by yeah but like people that just had regular jars of yeah. barbite nah i got that retro bro yeah exactly this pre-2000 weird <laughs> <laughs> So in the space of two minutes, you're going to be like, yo, it's nice. Hey, you do what you yeah, want to do. Then yeah. you just like, that shit's weird, bro. <laughs> Next comment is from Julie. Julie says, my son has diabetes and they're taking a lot of diabetic stuff off the market. We use, think this is more important than bloody Marmite. Okay, Julie. Um, hmm. So your son has diabetes. That is quite sad. Yeah. And I hope that they are doing well in 2020 now. 100%. Uh, but I looked up, there was no shortage of insulin at all. Oh, that wasn't impacted? 2010 to 2013. Um, the Christchurch earthquake did not impact the amount of insulin that we had mm. uh, on on shelves. So first of all, I'm going to hit the whataboutism button. Yeah. Second of all, I think this is a perfect time to unpack what a whataboutism looks like in its entirety mm. because this is it by definition yeah this is somebody saying that's going on over there that's not cool because something in my situation has me riled up and i think the focus should be on my situation not that it kind of just calls to a lack of empathy right in mm-hmm. the sense that look everybody We'll have issues going on at every point in time and at some point in time it's not necessarily going to be about me and we need to talk about the issue that you're facing yeah yeah so a, a what aboutism is essentially that and sometimes it is not the time to bring up your issue when we are focusing on something bigger or something that affects more people 100 percent. and we're not saying we're not trying to belittle in this case julie's issue and when we've, we've had a number of cases where and, and a number of comments where people will bring up things like domestic violence or child abuse and look these are key key issues mm-hmm. but there are other issues that are important to discuss and as i said we're not taking anything away from it no and uh, once again like it's it's already been reported on and i'm sure that if there was an insulin shortage or let's say diabetes medication went up in price there would be an article on it 100 percent. that there is your platform to talk about the issues that yeah you're going through but here it's not the time Hmm. and also the audacity of you to do it on an article which is supposed to make us feel good about a boy who has autism because at that point they're also being like diabetes or and trying to imply that one and that's just a game we're not having we're not having that conversation i don't want to have that conversation no so thanks julie but no thanks Moving on to the 30th of March, 2012, we look at Stuff. Uh, and also, can we just point out that this is when Stuff was the uh, hellfire that made it its reputation today. <laughs> uh, when Stuff comments were just the worst z- racist, xenophobic, unfiltered messages that anybody on the internet would just delete their eyes to not see again. This is what Stuff was today. To be fair, I'm not sure if I was... I had a Facebook account in 2012 when I was in year 12, but I'm not sure if I was really looking at news via 
Facebook. Oh, yeah. I mean, I probably, let's be honest, I probably was, but... I think I was, but without knowing. Yeah. And and just, I didn't really understand what the comment section was yet. Nah, neither. I think it kind of hit university days. That's when it's like, oh, no, stuff's trash. Oh, yeah. It's it's stuff comments. Stuff comments are are horrible. Yeah. But, um... You know what? Let's 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 move on to the to the article itself. The article says Marmite bucket is real black gold, with the tagline saying, "Bidding on a colossal bucket of Marmite being auctioned for charity has topped eight hundred and fifty. Now, I know last time I said eight hundred dollars. Yeah, you didn't just say that was for charity because oh oh hold up, they're talking about two different things. Oh yeah, I exactly. Hey, you got me, baby. Exactly because this Marmite bucket actually sold for two thousand one hundred and fifteen, but because this was for charity, I didn't count it. Oh, okay, that's yeah. fair, hundred percent. The the one that actually sold went to somebody, <laughs> and they actually <laughs> sold the Marmite for use. This one was, this is a bucket of Marmite. I know y'all really want this. Mm. The money will go to charity because I'm not trying to be the capitalist pig. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. All right. So, hey, nice. And shout out uh, Rick Donaldson. Um, that was the Gilmore's Hamilton branch owner that decided to sell the... Yeah. That's nice. Lovely. Lovely. First comment is coming from Aiden. Aiden says, you realize New Zealand is in good shape when the biggest issues are the Marmite shortage, new giveaway rules, and Sonny Bill Williams' new haircut. I mean, and this comment kind of relates to the previous one, right? But looks into the fact that we're talking about Marmite. Mm. Does that mean that New Zealand is in good shape and everything else has just kind of gone away? That doesn't mean that at all. No, it doesn't. Could you imagine if the news agencies were like, we're just not going to focus on the bad stuff anymore. Today, but we just don't care today. The park lawn got mowed. It's like, oh, Damn, look bro, at New look, Zealand. That's so nice. Yeah, look at- and think, if you looked at the previous article, even when you do have uplifting stories, people try to tear that down. Yeah, exactly. But... Just to kind of do a bit of a thought experiment as to if we talked every single day mm-hmm. about the worst aspects of the country, yep. the different things that are going on that different groups are experiencing, can you imagine if we talked about systematic racism, family violence, say equal access to services every single day? I mean, turning on the TV, seeing Simon Dallow, Wendy Petrie say, this just in, a study completed by UN Women from 2011 has shown that New Zealand has the highest rate of reported intimate partner violence in the developed world. Yeah. And then you change the channel. And next you see Patty Gower saying, and just getting in, that our domestic violence rates are still, in fact, horrible. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. oh, and one more. This also, Justin, Child Poverty Action Group Aotearoa reporting that poverty impacts around 285,000 children in New Zealand. I mean... It would be a pretty dark time on the internet, on the news, if that was the case. Just instead of anything, seeing, yeah. instead of looking down our stream and seeing Some Patty Gower thing. saying, that kind of breaks up the horrible stuff that's going on in the world. But that doesn't take away from it. It's just a case of, it would be pretty depressing to be on the internet, check the news, if that is what it was like every single day. And I mean, an argument can be made that maybe to own up to these issues and face up to them, mm. that we should talk about them more. Yeah. And I completely agree, but should that be every single article? I, I don't think so. I don't I, I don't think that gives us enough breathing room to really, you know, not just enjoy ourselves. To just, but like, to, survive. Yeah, like, just to think and, and, and sort of survive. Because, as you just said, like, if we just focus on everything negative all the time, and then we, we would probably be convinced that New Zealand is in terrible, terrible shape. And then we would just take less pride in everything. And one could argue, 
if that meant that we would put more focus on these issues to help improve our country, maybe that's what we should do. Mm. But to sit here and kind of say that given we're talking about this, that everything else is all good and the country's in good shape because of this, I think is a very surface level kind of view without actually thinking about it deeply. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I hear you, I hear you. And I think, it, I don't want to say bourgeoisie level view, but I do want to say that like, just like the comment that we had like in a few articles ago, misses the mark entirely. Yeah. Like, just because this has been a news article doesn't mean, oh, hey, we're in great hey, shape. Hey, we good, bro. Yeah. And I, I, we see it time and time again on the internet of like, oh, people are like, oh, man, the biggest problem in, in your thing is Jacinda's cat got killed. Yeah. It's like, that's not the biggest problem. That's just a news article. And I think people sometimes don't have the understanding that just because something isn't talked about in the news doesn't mean that it's gone away. Mm. Mm, true like we may i mean our interest is only peaked for a short period of time i mean given how long the australian wildfires went on Mm. i mean look that might have only been in the news for a couple weeks Mm. a month but that went on for such a long time and if you saw that every single day as i said it would be depressing yeah be very depressing be very depressing and i think somebody had actually made this comment on and I don't know if it was a comment, but it was definitely a post cir- circulating around the internet um, during our COVID-19 lockdown when Ashley Bloomfield would get up every day and say, these are our confirmed cases. These are our recovered cases. These are the deaths if they, you know, may be. Yeah. Um, somebody actually made the post around New Zealand of like, could you imagine if Ashley Bloomfield did this every day, but we did it for domestic violence uh, cases? Or- yeah you know child uh, abuse numbers and I th- you know what actually i think it was a letter to the editor in a newspaper um I, I i can't find that now yeah but imagine how distressing that would be but ultimately it'd be bringing light to an issue which is which smears the underbelly of new zealand so there's kind of pros and cons for both sides of like we should talk about that more or could we kind of mentally would we mentally be okay with it yeah and there's no real like right answer to that but this being an article doesn't mean that everything's good because everything ain't good everything is not good it's not all good in the hood nah no there are many socioeconomic problems publicity stunt lol yeah we fully staged that earthquake just so they could market marmite lol some people honestly <laughs> okay I want to say that if you asked me this seven years ago to look at this comment, to be like, ah, yeah, like, come on, they didn't stage an earthquake. Yeah. Now I'm in 2020, I'm like, they didn't stage the earthquake at all. However. I thought you were about to go on like, I don't know, because I've been on this Reddit thread. That, yeah, bro, bro, hey, look, man, I've been reading the dolphins in the ocean. <laughs> bro, in the moon, like the angle. Oh, I got you, bro. I went for a stream. I can feel it. <laughs> but no, you were saying. Yeah, but uh, the publicity stunt is not too far It's not too far-fetched. It's not. At all. I mean, like, both of us have, have studied business, and we know, uh, I guess, a fair bit about marketing. 100%. And... When you say 100% that you know everything in marketing, or you mean like 100% as in... No, as in 100%. Man, I, it sounded I'm, like you were the master of marketing. Oh, I like, am not a marketing guru. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> but um, we know of corporations that have not just, I guess, withheld stuff for publicity, but used 
uh, publicity as a little free marketing and just campaign. a profit off of it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, our favorite favorite chocolate caramel. Oh my god! Yeah, you know that one. Where yeah. it's just like, remember the first time it came out? It's like it, it's only out for two months. Oh, then it's gonna go away. Get in quick. And there were all these articles all over Facebook, all over Twitter, like caramel's back. Blah blah blah. They were always gonna bring it like you gotta also realize that that is literally ad journalism. Hundred percent. Like they're paying somebody to write, oh caramel's back. Oh that's, back, baby. That's the, and then after the third time they bring it back, they don't need to say anything. Nah. Cause y'all are doing it for them. Exactly. Y'all are putting that on, on Twitter. Oh my god, it's back. I've got some. Check yes. it out. <laughs> yeah. And Lewis Roderick Creamery is Doing the exact same. I remember bro from and that was never that was never an exclusive time. That was just like everybody posting about it yeah. i remember going supermarket to supermarket with my mm-hmm. flatmates at the time like i remember running and falling over in a supermarket trying to find it yeah like, like dead ass that was me i bought into it and lewis road did nothing, nothing to do you for that nothing it was bro. literally just consumer 100%. hysteria of yo y'all gotta get in quick and then now i go to supermarket i see it and i always get flashbacks like oh yeah, like, do you remember? Calm down, calm down. It's good. Do you it's remember good. when you it's saw those and you were like, that is liquid gold? I know. Yeah. But you got to understand, Lewis Road didn't pay anything for that marketing. Nah, because. They just didn't produce as much. Yeah. And they kept. To meet demand. Yeah. And they were just like, oh, we're going to stay here for a little bit. I mean, brands do this all the time with the, like, there's, been, there's a lot of videos that analyze, say, Supreme as a business model in the sense that they know the demand for their products is crazy. It is so high. However, they're only going to release a select few in each size, in each location, just to keep that demand above supply. I mean... Yeah, a lot of companies do this. And to go on the other side of corporations, uh, we even look at, at Tinder benefiting off of something that somebody <laughs> did on their platform. This right? big brain energy. This is... Bro, this is... This is... Un- oh, finessing my word. Unbelievable. So a, a young woman who was using Tinder uh, actually decided to set up uh, about 20 dates... At the same time, in at the, the same, same place. place. So you had twenty dudes pulling up, being like, "Yeah, I'm just hey, gonna take yo, this girl. I'm just gonna, I'm looking out for it." Messaging in the honey in the chat, like, "Yo, this honey, she's y'all in, good." Y'all in the same part of city hall, and you used to see <laughs> twenty dudes, and then she come through, and y'all like, "Oh, that's that's me." Nice. And she just got a microphone and a stage, being like, "Welcome, welcome. You should all be here to date me. This is now a competition. That's big brain energy." And. If not fight over me, but like compete. I don't know how it matters. Like we were talking Damn. before, if that happens. I'm out. I'm out. I'm also. I'm not fighting. Like nah. Yeah, I don't fight with anybody nah. for anything. Really. Nah. I'm not really trying to. I'm not a fighter. Nah. nah. Also, why would I compete against twenty dudes <laughs> for a woman I don't know? <laughs> it's pretty funny from her. I love it. It's so good. Oh, that's big brain energy. But what a Tinder on the back end. Tinder benefited from it. Hundred uh, percent. Unbelievably, because not only did that go viral, but Tinder were like, "Yeah, you can do that." Yeah. Yeah, you can definitely do that. And so you you just had people being like, oh, I can use the platform for literally anything. 100%. All right, well, I'm going to get on this platform. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's better than some of the online dating sites that I've been trying for the last few years or whatever. 100%. Oh, if this has this much freedom where I can just, just set do up, whatever. Yeah, really nilly dates or whatever. Mean. Go ahead. You know, ChristianMingle.com. Yeah. Do you reckon you'd be able to talk to more than one person at a time? I don't know. I've never been on it. Yeah, I've never. But I I'm don't, not even sure if it's in New Zealand. I but. don't suppose that you would. Mm. Yeah, because the whole adultery thing goes pretty deep in the Christianity yeah. thing. So I don't know if you could have more than one DM. 
but I mean, at one point, at what point is it to the level where you can only talk to one person? Like, if you're just talking to these people online, actually, we're getting into a point where it's yeah, like, I'm, I'm not trying to hold like, up, hold on, yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, <laughs> that's going to be snipped out. Because that's like a, oh, so you can talk to five different yeah. women on Tinder and that's fine, huh? Yeah. Baby, no. <laughs> no. that's not what I was saying. That's content. That was Toby Tobe, not Tabby. <laughs> it was Danny <laughs> So not even to get into prestige product strategy or, um, you know, production increasing price over time. Damn, bro, you just going to chuck out these I'm frameworks where I get you. <laughs> Damn, bro, you got that business degree, yeah, huh? That's crazy. That, hey, shout out the lecturers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but basically that jargon, thanks for pointing it out, uh, <laughs> is basically just like, yeah, this product is prestigious because either I'm not making enough to fulfill demand or it's a limited edition, e.g. Caramilk. Um, so get it while you can. Was was this Marmite thing, perhaps? Hmm. Okay. Let's 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 look into this. Let's let's hmm. talk about this. Understand that in the Christchurch earthquake happened, and also understand that sanitarium was meant to bring back Marmite. Right. They were hmm. meant to bring it back, and we're like, "Yo, it's going to return in July, 2012." Yeah. And then they said, "Nah, sorry." We can't do July anymore. Y'all gonna have to wait until March 2013. Now, bear in mind that the Marmageddon hysteria hit March and April 2012. Yeah. So they would have seen that and been like, we're supposed to bring this stuff back in July. Actually, you know what? But there are some jars going for hummus. Let's push the shit back. Let's put it, let's, let's just, let's push it back to a little bit longer and they actually claim that yeah the factory that we moved into isn't actually ready yet slash safe so they really moving into a factory that isn't safe do you believe that i don't believe that do you believe i don't believe that i don't i don't know man so yeah maybe there was a little bit of profiting off of this bit of a publicity stunt that's weird bro that's just weird. I don't... Hey, businesses have done worse. Businesses have definitely done worse, but yeah. you wouldn't really expect sanitarium to do it. Next article is, interestingly enough, not an article. Because what? Do you remember... Bro, this Facebook? is the premise of the... How are you going to switch it yeah, up like exactly. that? exactly. I'm going to switch it up on y'all so big. This is the time when Facebook was actually big for photos and captions. Oh. And then photos were just getting mad love. Do you remember? We're all going to remember when stuff started to do the like for Jacinda, love for John Key type oh, thing. Yeah, remember? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, who should um, New Zealand All Blacks play next? Heart react for Ireland, laugh react for Wales. It's like, uh, <laughs> like what does this actually prove? But yeah. those were getting hits on hits on hits and a lot of engagement. So most of the comments were actually there. So as you know, we diversify. And we got to get the content for you. Exactly. So the content was under a photo of Marmite, which also, it's a terrible photo of Marmite. <laughs> like, it's definitely taken with like an iPhone, iPhone 4. 4. Yeah. And like, it's like, got the, it's got the shadow on it as well. Oh. So it's clear that the light is not above them. No post-production no, and also the Marmite jar kind of look kind of like trash. It's not, like it, it, it's not new. It's, yeah. it's a weird thing. And the tagline for this is Marmite is on its way back. March 20th. Sanitarium have confirmed Marmite is back in production and will be on shelves as early as next month. This photo being posted the 12th of February 2013. Um, and then stuff says, how will you celebrate its return? 
what will you be spreading yours on? Which I don't know if that's really I don't know a question that's you like, could ask hey, now. Yeah. What are you gonna spread your mama on? Nah, cause well stuff you shouldn't have asked. Hey. Now that you're gonna be thinking about it, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> As I said, y'all made me act up, I'ma act up. <laughs> First comment is from Brad. Brad says I'll be spreading that shit all over my face, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Okay, first of all, can we talk about the level of profanity used in this episode as opposed to all of our other episodes? Yeah. People are hella passionate, passionate about Marmite. Yeah, man. Like, there are a lot of profanities here. However, Brad, that's weird as hell. I don't want to yuck anyone's yums. I don't know if it's a kink. And I looked up if there were any Marmite kinks, and there's no Marmite kinks. I mean, kinks. there's definitely going to be a Marmite kink. Let's be honest. There's a kink for anything. Okay, we're no... Yeah kink shame zone here oh no no no! we're not gonna yuck anyone's yums um and brad is kind of in luck actually for 2020 do you know that lynx and marmite teamed up there's a body wash and a deodorant yeah. in terms of like collabs that no one asked for this, like this no one, one i don't think I've, I've heard anyone say yo marmite smell delicious mm-hmm. mm. you know what i want marmite on mm. me oh that's yeah that's real weird that's really really yeah. weird and also it's lynx africa marmite what Look, so they've got Lynx Africa as the brand, and then Lynx Africa Marmite is as, an offshoot of that. And that is, I think that was a an idea, but I can definitely confirm to you that Lynx Marmite body wash uh, does exist. Whether it is Lynx Africa Marmite or Lynx Marmite shouldn't make a difference to you because they're both weird as hell. Yeah, but that's real Brad weird, got, bro. Brad got what he wanted, just for sure. That's real weird. You can now spread it on your face for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Also weirdly timed but like because marmite is such a black spread i don't think you should spread it on your face brad i think that might give some really weird mm. connotations i mean i didn't want to say but when you said links africa too i was like <clears throat> but hey i don't oh, look brad is definitely not thinking like that There's yeah no, i mean we hope not but i don't know sorry brad we might brad might have just been like ha 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 and we're yeah. just like unpacking this dissecting this like damn yeah, brad. brad i'm sorry i didn't have to do, we didn't have to do. <laughs> next comment is from penny penny says i don't buy any sanitarium products they are a big business but hide behind the cloak of being a religious organization and thus avoid paying the tax they should buy your marmite from someone else yeah, this is an interesting one and has been talked about before. The fact that New Zealand has some legislation that allows registered charitable trusts mm-hmm. to not have to pay taxes, which in theory makes sense. So Sanitarium Health and Wellbeing Company was established by a Seventh-day Adventist church in 1898 to promote and produce plant-based health foods. On their website, they state that the this is based on the church's belief that plant-based diets are designated by God for health in the human race. Oh, boy. Bro. So as a result, sanitarium have never paid income tax as they as because the owner is exempt from paying the tax okay, as a so, charitable trust. So essentially, it's a, it's a very big brand that doesn't pay tax because they got religious affiliations. Yeah, 100% correct. Yeah. Okay. And it's been talked about a lot in the media that, oh, why is sanitarium? Because you only see the business side of it. But a lot of their income is actually going to their church side of the business, the oh. charitable side of the business, which allows them to kind of exist in a little bit of a loophole. And oh my the Lord. argument is 
that it gives Sanitarium a bit of a competitive advantage because they're up against other businesses, say like Kellogg's, which have their own wild history. Yeah, Mr. Kellogg is wild. Yeah, that means that they don't need to pay tax. Mm -hmm. So people are claiming that this legislation should be changed and it's just because Sanitarium kind of straddled the line of being a commercial business and a charity. But I'm not going to go too deeply into that. The spinoff actually do a really, really cool breakdown on Sanitarium on YouTube. If you search up spinoff Sanitarium, Alice Sneddon, I'm sure you'll find it. But they're not the only one. There are a number of other companies that do this exact same thing. Yeah, okay. They, I was going to say they can't be. But do you reckon that there are definitely people who are, are believing in the, you know, the churches should pay tax and all that and just eat wheat picks every week? Because once you told me that, okay, some of the profits that go from these products yeah. go towards the They're church. religious, yeah, the church, yeah. Damn. Yeah. So we, without knowing, are funding the church. I mean, that's true. Yeah. I mean, and not just from the taxes that we pay on our paychecks, but, but and Marmite and, and Weepix. I mean, I know neither of us eat either of those things no, but of course 100 yeah. percent, we have eaten them in the past yeah unfortunately but oh, whoa. <laughs> I mean, i'm not a big fan i'm not trying to get canceled we'll say do you ever, do, i don't know if they ever had that at your high school you ever had the wee bit challenge not in my high school but in my hall we did the yeah, wee challenge that is just disgusting it's, i don't do it i've never done it that is terrible yeah if anybody uh who's listening to this has done a wee bit challenge i pray for you every day because <laughs> it, it is it's horrible yeah mm. <clears throat> do you wanna do you wanna just end on the Aroha comment instead instead of Sylvia's or we can just do Sylvia's and be like okay let's bring this all together it might be a scam sham yeah okay yeah Sylvia's comments is so four question marks and then six dots <laughs> yeah. not the double yes yeah, there was a lot of pauses after that they are milking it for all it's worth they have had a, probably a few million dollars worth of free advertising throughout this escapade. Deliberate scam sham is what I think. Don't even like the stuff. Too much salt in it to be healthy. I like the phrase scam sham, actually. Round of applause for Sylvia. Absolutely. Round of applause. Uh, uncovered it all. <laughs> uncovered. It only took New Zealand two years yeah, to realize To that, see through this. Oh, it's crazy. We are giving sanitarium the biggest marketing advertising campaign yo they just played us that they could ever even hope for yeah yeah like i'm imagining a a point after the christchurch earthquake everybody is devastated and the economy takes a hit because of how many factories are now unusable yeah and sanitarium probably sweating being like damn this is this is going to be it for us and then the next two years of people losing their absolute minds. And they just slap. Mm. Over Marmite. Oh, that's how y'all feel about us? I'd say less. You should have said that before the earthquake. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, honestly, Sylvia kind of, yeah, hits it on the head. Is it a scam sham? Could be. It could be. I don't know. It could be. There's different aspects. Like, there's smoke there there's and there fire. might as well be fire. I'm telling you. that it, it's yeah. we, we, We've just looked at, they don't pay tax. So they definitely wouldn't be able to do big marketing campaigns because they're giving their profits to most of the church. Mm. And also, who needs to... I don't know if you really need to market Weebix. 
it's a kiwi staple yes yeah. the triathlons you just do that it's like weebix triathlons yeah, like, yeah. yeah i think i think you're pretty good yeah um i'm gonna finish this off with yeah uh just going back to why the fuck sanitarium took so long yeah to think actually i'm gonna bring that article up it should only take me a second because it's in my and we've also talked about marmite uh, and and the factory that sanitarium used and obviously it was it was damaged in the 2011 earthquake and then they had to move and and they sort of it seemed like they were delaying the inevitable of having to put marmite back on shelves yeah because the original time given was hey we're going to be set up in our new factory and distribution should start around July um, but then there were reports that the building that they were moving into um, or that was you know fixed before them was too unsafe to use and the, and the factory couldn't originally put it out in july so they had to wait till march 2013 and you'd hope that given the fact that this was based off the earthquake that it wouldn't have been unsafe because of earthquake proofing like you'd hope you know you, you really would hope um and the fact of the matter is they upped the price of marmite mm. after all of this and after two years of being out of circulation you can definitely claim inflation without a doubt um, I mean, yeah, two you years. Can, you can claim. You can, you can, you can claim can. it and be like, "Hey, like the products changed." Hundred percent. Like it is. Price of goods is. and services, yeah. like as yeah. it happens. Exactly. Uh, but they helped the price, and no one really talked about it because we were so thankful to get more. Hundred percent. People would just be like, "I'll pay whatever." It's just good to see it back on the shelves. Last comment. Last comment is from Aroha. Aroha says, Marmite is so good. Our family loves it, lol. I really hope we don't have to resort to Vegemite. You know what's funny, though? What? We've been sitting here. We've recorded a dead-ass episode of, like, how however long it's going to be after we edit it. Mm-hmm. And I don't even like that shit. I don't actually like Marmite at all. I don't really like Marmite. Or Vegemite. Or Weebix. Yeah. Like, it's not even a tank. It's not real. I don't actually like it. <laughs> Like while recording this is fun, I don't I don't like, like I don't either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm sorry that you're gonna hear this on the episode and cancel yeah. this, but like at least you got to the end of the episode and you re- realized that both of us hate Marmite. <laughs> and we don't actually use any of the spreads. Yeah. Nah. I'm glad that you love them, Adoha, but I don't get the hype. Nah. Yeah. It's a no from us. It's a no from us, dog. Thanks for listening. Bye. Never see you again. <laughs>